Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm joined by Jeff Tudor, VP and General Manager of Vision AI at Panzora. Welcome, Jeff, to the program. Thanks, Allison. Good to be here. So, Jeff, this is the first time we've had Panzora on the show. So why don't you go ahead and provide some background in the company and Vision.ai? Sure. Panzora is located in Campbell, California, right in the heart of Silicon Valley. And we have been around for about seven years with about 7,000 deployments of our software globally in 33 countries. Customers buy our product for multi-cloud data management primarily. Basically, they have own sites. They have multiple office locations. They want to be able to collaborate together. And they use our storage and multi-cloud data management software to synchronize all of their data sets and all of their files in a global manner and work together. So, for instance, companies like Chevron use this for data management for very large data sets, including geophysical data sets. And over the last four years, we really saw a growth in not only user-generated data, but machine-generated data. These are everything from X-ray images coming off of tax imaging systems to data coming off of Apache web server logs, right? So we started a new platform called Vision.ai to do machine data analytics. Now, obviously, the growth of multi-cloud implementations has been astounding, and enterprises are more and more turning to multiple sources to run their IT operations and looking at a distributed data scenario. Tell me about how Vision.ai addresses this uniquely in the market. Sure. Well, if you have data sets distributed around the world, one thing that you want to do is have one single view of what's happening around the world, around your global IT data center footprint. So there's two things that we do to solve that. One is we provide a single consistent view of all of your data across the globe so that you can easily search for and find any data set and actually any user activity as it occurs across your global data center. So you can say, hey, I wonder what Jeff Tudor is doing today in San Francisco. You can see every activity that Jeffrey Tudor has taken across all of your data footprint, not only in San Francisco, but any files he might have touched in Singapore or Los Angeles. So that's kind of one point of the view set that we're doing. The other view set is what's happening with my applications. What's happening with my applications that are running in Microsoft Azure, running in AWS or Google Cloud or Salesforce or Office 365. So now we're coming into this distributed, not only on-prem data centers, but multi-cloud data centers. And being able to get a single unified view of all of the metadata across that is something that requires a really high computational load and real-time streaming data. Now, when you take a look at that, you've also mentioned that you've integrated machine learning into the solution. Why is that so important? Well, it's really important because when you're dealing with very large data sets, it's very hard to have a single person stay on top of it all. You look at some of the things that are happening in not only in productivity, but also in security. And you want to say, hey, if Jeff Tudor is logged in between 9 and 5, and this is his typical file activities and access patterns and across all my corporate information over the last six months, and then all of a sudden I see him logging in at 2 o'clock in the morning and downloading massive amounts of files, 
I might want to get alerted <laughs> on that. And, and if you have 100,000 employees, it's difficult for one IT person to stay on top of it all. So by integrating machine learning and anomaly detection, we can detect patterns like that and notify. That makes a whole lot of sense. Now, I know that this type of application requires a tremendous amount of underlying compute capability and an infrastructure that's going to enable great response time. Tell me what you've done to drive that optimization for your customers. This is all streaming data sets. So it's not batch data that you just download once a night and then process it. This is data that's coming in across these different compute locations and cloud locations that's streaming in in real time. So one thing that you need to have is a very high aggregate throughput compute infrastructure to support that, but it also needs to be scale out. So a container-based infrastructure makes a lot of sense, but also what we do, and one of our proprietary technologies that is at the core of the product is a storage infrastructure layer that leverages very low-cost object storage for retention and searching of this data. Because if I'm collecting a petabyte of data for analytics, I can't afford to keep it all in super expensive flash. So I want to keep some portion of that in flash. The rest of them I want to keep in very low-cost object, but I want to be able to analyze it all and have that data always on. So that's why when we heard about Intel Optane's persistent memory, this really piqued our ears. And through one of our partners, PhoenixNAP, which is a global data center provider, this gave us an opportunity to experiment with Intel Optane. And we found productivity improvements from a software application running in our Kubernetes environment in our storage and our storage distribution layer that was like 3x over what we saw in more of the generic cloud providers. So this was very attractive to us. You've talked about the performance benefits that you've received from our second-generation Xeon scalable processors combined with Optane DC persistent memory. What specifically did you tap to deliver that performance characteristic, and what was unique about the persistent memory that enabled you to do that? So the Optane that I was not that familiar with the overall architecture technology when we sat down with the Intel experts in Phoenix Nat and got a preview of it, it was like our engineers were in a candy store. I mean, they were just very, very excited about what they could do with it. So what we did was leverage the architecture that allows us to run in mixed mode so that we have a persistent memory cache for some of our file and system drivers so that upon a server reboot, what usually would have been wiped out persists in very high performance memory. And this gives us a lot of performance advantages and durability and resiliency advantages, which is important when you're running up 99.999% available service. The other thing it gave them was this ability to experiment with setting different swim lanes, so to speak, between the app direct mode and memory mode so that you can optimize the infrastructure for your workload instead of vice versa. But with the Optane technology, you can say, look, my application and my buffer and my driver would work best if I had 512 gigs of RAM and another 512 gigs of very high-performance cache And then you can configure that. And so that's a really exciting breakthrough for us. And it's a really exciting technology to be working with. That's fantastic. Now, obviously, 3X performance translates into a real ROI for your customers in terms of their real-world application experience. Have you thought about what you could deliver to your customers that's different? Or is this just a response time type of situation? Well, if you're a service provider, which we are, you need to pay a lot of attention to your cost structure because your cost structure is ultimately going to drive the price that customers will pay 
and your overall profitability. And what we are able to see when we work in a optimized environment instead of just more of a generic server environment, and what I mean by that, we can leverage the Optane technology and the next-gen semiconductor technology, then we get a performance density improvement that drops right down to our bottom line. So it is a performance improvement for the customer in terms of a lower latency for when we can detect these anomalies, right? Because when you're working with streaming terabits per second of data across the globe coming from thousands of users down into the funnel of your server where you're talking about gigabits per second, being able to ingest that, process that, store that, you know, basically we're doing deduplication and compression, every nanosecond of clock cycle counts. And that really draws us to choose the cost performance technology that's going to give us the best bang for the buck. And we have seen that the Intel Octane does that. Can you give some insights on what other things you guys are thinking about in terms of adding value to this application for your customers and how that fits in with Panzora's larger strategy? Well, if you think about the overall operations of an enterprise, they span from customer care call centers in some cases, to self-service web applications, to mobile applications. And our society is in a zero downtime, I don't want to press a button twice, I've got 10 nanoseconds of attention span. So you really need to have a highly reactive, highly productive enterprise experience stack for customer facing and for your overall digital transformation, which is where we're heading. And at the heart of digital transformation is capturing all of this machine data and then being able to take action when you see any abnormalities in any of your applications or one of your web servers is down and that's creating an extra few seconds or missed packets and things like that. So we're about providing a platform that companies and enterprises can connect to send this machine data and then visualize it, analyze it, get alerts on it, get anomaly detection of at a very, very large scale. And this is highly enabled by this vision.ai storage architecture, which I mentioned previously, but also taking advantage of some of the new compute technologies that are out there. So our machine learning experts and AI experts that we have are very focused on using new, a lot of open source technologies as well, but harnessing that and making it available to enterprise at a very affordable cost point. So this is not only the domain of the largest enterprises, but small and medium business can get these benefits too. Where do you think customers are in terms of that proactive, engaged management of data? And what do you think we need to do as an industry collectively to move customers' practices forward in this space? We're still... Very early in that journey, I would say maybe 20% of workloads have been moved to the cloud in general because, of course, you have a lot of the largest businesses and corporations that have a lot of less legacy applications. But slowly, one by one, these are either moving into one of the public clouds that is providing infrastructure as a service, or they're moving into a SaaS application environment such as Salesforce.com at the very large size service now, and then you have thousands of smaller SaaS companies that do everything from yoga studio to dental SaaS applications and things like that. So I would say we're probably 25% of the way there. I believe that over the next four or five years, we're going to get to 80% level. Where can we send folks for more information and to engage with your team? You can go to www.vision, but that's vision with a Z, V-I-Z-I-O-N dot A-I, 
or you can email info at B-I-Z-I-O-N.ai. Thank you so much for being on the program today. This has been a real breakthrough in terms of delivering workload optimization to your customers, and we're happy to be a part of it. Now, we look forward to continuing the journey with Intel. Thank you so much for having us today, Allison. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 